Hello there, and welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso. Chad Buxton grew up in San Jose, spending most of his childhood by the ocean. He served in the US Navy, studied marine biology, and his goal these days is to eliminate plastic in our community. In this podcast, we talk about Chad's journey from California to Queensland, his time in the Navy, volunteering at an aquarium, and we discuss the Plastic Free Noosa initiative. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, so I grew up in San Jose, California. Um, that's near San Francisco. It was an interesting childhood. Uh, we spent a lot of time moving around. My parents were divorced, and uh, you know, so we, we got to see a lot of different places. But um, it was a great place to grow up, I think. It was a big city, but it didn't feel like one. I guess when you're a kid, you don't notice these things. Um, and I think my fondest memories is I remember spending a lot of time at the beach. So there was, a, you know, on the weekends, it was an excuse to get everyone in the um you know the the large car people mover <laughs> yeah there was a lot of us there was five kids really and, and uh usually there was others tagging along so big family this is you know stepbrothers and sisters and uh you know i i remember often uh, we get stuck in the boot so there was a, a seat fold down where you'd be facing backwards and staring at all the cars behind you uh on your way to an hour drive to the beach but uh that was the thing that we did we used to love to go to santa cruz and just spend the entire day uh just enjoying the beaches and that was probably one of my favorite things to do uh when i was growing up and so maybe that's where my affinity for water came about, uh, just the marine environment, because we just literally spent lots and lots of time uh, at every opportunity we could, uh, as well as the uh, rainforests, uh, you know, the, well, you don't have rainforests in California, but you've got the redwoods. um, So that's one of my favorite places to be. When was the last time you went back to San Jose? Probably last year, the year, maybe two years ago. So um, still a lot of family there? Yeah, uh, most of my family is, is moved to the mountains. So they wanted to get out of the city and they moved up to Montana in Idaho. So uh, that was a completely different experience. I went from being a city kid to, you know, about as rural as you can get in America. Um, when I was 15, they bought 20 acres and said, okay, uh, we're going to move up here. It's summertime and we've got till winter when the snows start to fall to build a house. <laughs> and so for me, that sounded like a great adventure, not realizing, you know, that by, you know, August, September, I'll be in a tent when it's minus degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality of the whole thing started to, to set in. When I graduated from high school, I, I needed to have money. Um, I guess I would say I was, uh, you know, poorer, uh, you know, probably lower middle class. And so I didn't really want to put myself into massive debt to go to university like you do in America. You know, there's no hex or anything like that. So I ended up joining the military, the Navy, to fund university. So I spent four years. Uh, I didn't like that experience at all. Why is that? (laughs) I guess the regimentation of it all. Uh, And there's a lot of people there that don't actually want to be there, particularly what I, I was an engineer. And so that's where they tend to put uh, people that make deals with the judges. Instead of going to to jail, they say, well, why don't you do some service? And so there's a lot of people there that just simply don't want to be there. Um, And it's hard to work in that environment when there's a lot of disgruntled people. But as a result of that, uh, what ended up happening is I had a few mates from the military in, in Los Angeles. So I called them up and I say, hey, can I crash on your couch? And, um, you know, just hang out and recoup and figure out what I want to do next. 
And、uh, while I was there, I would, you know, the plan was to just go surfing every day. <laughs> and、uh, I made the mistake of surfing after a big rain in Los Angeles. And if you live there, you know that's an absolute no no because everything washes into the ocean. And so I got a massive ear infection. I couldn't do anything. And so I was predominantly surfing in Manhattan Beach. In Manhattan Beach, there's a pier with this big round building on the end. And so I figured, oh, I might as well just. Kind of hang out there since I can't get into the water. And it turns out there is an aquarium、uh, in this building, which I had no idea about. And I said, asked them, I said,、uh, what do you, what do you, how do you get into this? Like, what do you do to、uh, volunteer here? And they say, oh, just volunteer. And so I ended up starting to do that. And、uh, through that, I got a job on a boat, did a lot of marine education to inner city kids in, in places like Compton. You know, all these kids had never, you know, they lived 20 minutes from the beach and never have been there. So it was great taking out sea stars to them. And I really loved it. And、uh, another thing that I wanted to do, this is a very American institution type thing, is、um, I wanted to work at a summer camp, the Catalina Islands, just off of LA. And、um, there was a summer camp there that's, that's for the rich and famous,、um, which I ended up working at. And the people that were running that was the Jean Michel Cousteau Society. So I, I was, ended up working with Jean Michel. And a lot of people don't know who Cousteau is now. But、uh, you know, he was the pioneer of scuba diving and marine、uh, exploration. And I was talking to them, and they said, Look, we can see that you have a real passion for this. If you want to come and keep doing this, you should go to university to get a degree and see where it takes you. I thought that was a great idea. So I booked a trip to Australia to have a gap year, dive on the Barrier Reef, and ended up here forever. <laughs> Never went on. <laughs> so, where did you study, Chad? I studied at University of Queensland, which was, was good because it was the first year of marine,、uh, a dedicated marine studies degree that they started. With UQ, they have the connections with Lizard Island, Heron Island, North Stradbroke Island. So, I had a lot of opportunity to get out in the field and, and do a lot of amazing stuff through that degree. Tell me about your involvement with、uh, Plastic Free Noosa. So, Plastic Free Noosa.、Um, I ended up looking after the kids for a while. At some point, I decided, look, I want to get back into something. So I started volunteering with the Sunshine Coast Environment Council、uh, in Nambour. And、uh, one day, Boomerang Alliance came along, and there,、uh, there was、uh, Kelly and Toby popped in and said, Hey, look, we've got this great idea. We want to start looking at、uh, single use plastics. We have an idea for a campaign、uh, where we go to communities and try and get the community involved in. Getting rid of single use plastics. And we'd like to try that in Noosa. What do you think? They offered for me, you know, a volunteer to sit in on that board meeting to, to talk about it. And I instantly thought, hey, this is something that's pretty cool. I want to get involved in this.、Um, so I just started spending all my volunteer time、uh, looking into it and、um, trying to understand where it's all going and help develop it. When they finally got some funding, they said, hey, would you like to? Be employed in doing this. <laughs> I said, absolutely. This,、yeah. this sounds, sounds like a great opportunity. So、um, that's kind of how I fell into Plastic Free Noosa. Tell me about the initiative and, and what the goal is. Boomerang Alliance is a national peak body for waste issues in Australia. So they deal with a lot of things like、um, the plastic bag ban that everyone in Queensland is、uh, aware of now, which just got rolled in.、Uh, they help with cash for containers and they do a lot of other waste issues. Plastic Free Noosa is one of their campaigns. So This fell under communities taking control. And what we're trying to do is the bag ban and the cash for container scheme, that's working top down with, with the government and legislating change. And that, that's one way to approach an issue.、Um, but what we wanted to see is can we approach it from the bottom up?
and see if we can deal with single-use plastics from the source. And so that idea took hold, and, and that's what this program's all about. So Plastic Free Noosa is about getting a community to maybe start eliminating the use of single-use plastics as opposed to what a lot of the community groups are doing is you know constantly picking it up off the beach. We think that maybe if you can deal with it from the source, yeah. um, that's a much better way and effective means to eliminate the pollution problem. Typically, what would we look at? For example, this came up the other day. I was having a chat with Councillor Joe Jeruzovic. It's, you know, he said, you still use a plastic bag in your rubbish bin? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, uh, well, I do, as a matter of fact. Well, you've got to change that, he said. You know, so <laughs> is, is this the kind of thing that, and the thinking that we have, we have to rethink strategies and the way we do things within the house? Or is it more yeah. for, for businesses that you're kind of targeting? And Well, this is focused more on businesses to yeah. voluntarily make that change. And, and the, the reason why this program is so strong is that it's, we have six items and it's a simple message. It's achievable because there is a multitude of things that you can you can do. And often the question is, where do I start? And so you see a lot of businesses already taking the steps. So they'll they'll when we come to a business, they may have gotten rid of uh, their plastic straws, or they you know all of them now have to mandatorily get rid of their plastic bags. But they, they do one thing and they don't know what to do next. So here we come along and say, would you like to take this a little bit further? And we're going to make it really easy for you. Um, we've got six items. We just work through those six items. Can you run through those six items? Yeah. yeah. So the six items for us uh, are plastic bags, um, plastic straws, uh Plastic cutlery and food service, so your plastic plates, your cutlery, you know, all those picnic items or, you know, uh, things that you might use to eat your food. Uh, yeah. Takeaway containers is our fourth item. Uh, plastic water bottles is probably our biggest challenge and our biggest uh, item to remove. It constitutes 33% of the waste in the marine environment, so it's huge. I saw a friend of mine commented about he went to a Thai takeaway, whatever, and, and he got his dinner, but he it wasn't given to him in a plastic bag. So he had to, obviously, that's, I can, I've got a solution for that. I bring my own bag along. But the plastic container itself that the food is served in, so what's the alternative for small businesses, say a small restaurant? So these six items, the last one being the coffee cups and lids, um, yeah. all of these items we've chosen because they have a viable and a, and, and a relatively cost-effective solution for them. So when you're thinking about something like the takeaway containers, um, there's new products on the market uh, like a sugarcane pulp. Uh, it could be made from uh, paper. So you'll notice if you go into coffee shops now, you might be given something in a, in a paper box. Um, so a lot of people are making that change. Um, well, there's good. also uh, PLA products. And if you don't know what that is, PLA is polylactic acid. And it's made from cornstarch. So it looks like plastic. It acts like plastic. But it's actually not a petroleum product. It's made from cornstarch instead. Are they cost-effective um, alternatives? Yeah. And um, like I said, the packaging industry is rapidly changing. So they used, a lot of these items used to be prohibitively expensive. Um, now the price is coming down. And as we go along, we suspect that it'll just continue. It's like solar panels. You know, 10 years ago, that was it was ridiculous to think that you could put them on top of your house. Now they're pretty cheap. And I think that's going to be the way because everyone's understanding this pro problem. They're working on solutions. So, you know, you do pay more, but a lot of businesses are willing to pay that extra cost and they either absorb that cost or they slightly pass it on to their customers. It's up to the business to decide how they want to yeah. do that, but it is feasible.
Are there Australian companies that are providing those alternative packaging solutions? Yeah, yeah. You definitely, probably the most well-known is Biopack. Uh, there's Debtpack and there's multitude of companies that have other things. We need to start looking now at certification and, and what we want to see is the end goal is that all of these products are compostable. And we want to close that loop to make sure that the packaging that we start using now or that we're switching to actually has a good solution and, and doesn't create another problem yeah, yeah, into right. the future. So th- once a business or talks talks to you or you talk to them and they say, well, I, I want to be on board. So what's the next step? How do you kind of monitor their, their progress and how they're, how they're okay. doing? Yeah. So the simple thing is we ask them to sign up. So if we have an online form, we ask them to take that step. Um, it takes a minute to just give us your details so that we can contact them. Uh, initially, we used to. I used to go out there and I say, "Hey, I'll sign you up right now. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything." But I stopped doing that because I realized I need them to engage a little bit. Because if I do everything for them, um, you know, it often it just stops there. And we, we they have, need to be invested. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, even taking that simple step of jumping online for a minute and signing up—that's all they've got to do. At that point, what we do is we contact them and say, "We want to sit down with you for half an hour." Um, and what we do at that point is we induct them into the program. We, we look at those six items and see which ones they need to change, which ones they've already done, and then show them some of the options that they have. So we, I like to bring a big bag of goodies with all these different products and say, oh, you know, for your takeaway containers, what are you thinking? Uh, and here's some options. What do you, you know, you can touch them, feel them. Um, we also provide catalogs. At that point, we leave them and we have a resources page where we're, one of the key successes of this program so far is working with the suppliers themselves. So we make that really easy for them to be able to contact the right person. Um, the other thing we recognized is that a lot of them have been around for a while. So you have a business that has relationships that they've established over 10, 20 years, maybe even more. And we don't want to break those. We want to strengthen those. So we're not going to go and say, if you need to get this product, you got to go somewhere else and you got to sort all that out. It's just not going to happen. You know, businesses are time poor. So how do you navigate that? So the business owner says, well, I've had a relationship with Bob. He's been my packaging supplier for 15 years. Yep. What, what, what's Bob got to do now? How do I get yeah, Bob on so, board? Uh, yeah. It's, so when we were setting up this program, I went to all this. We identified all the suppliers, the major suppliers in the area. And we went and talked to them and I said, this is what we're trying to do. What do you think? And would you like to sign up? So we probably have almost all of the major suppliers in Noosa signed up to oh, the great. program. And so that facilitates this process. So they know what we're doing. Um, the businesses know what we're doing. And that way we just create that link and make it a little bit easier for them. You know, there's a few teething issues and change is hard. Um, so we're working through all of that process. But for the business themselves, it makes it really simple. You say, oh, well, I, I work with Marcus or I, I go to Rapid Clean or maybe Noosa Wholesalers. And they're like, oh, well, go and talk to Dale. He'll sort you out. Just tell him you're a plastic-free Noosa member. He knows what you need. And how many businesses would you have on board? We all, we just hit 100, I think. Really? That's yeah. great. Yeah. So in, in what time period? Um, we started signing up businesses about five months ago. So prior to that, we were developing the program and we continue to develop it as we learn new things. And as issues arise, we, we try and, you know, tackle those challenges and see what the best outcome is. What would be the biggest challenge or perception that you need to break, mend or bend when you talk to somebody for the first time? Like are people aware how environmentally dangerous 
plastic that doesn't break down is to our environment? Yeah, there's two key things that have happened in the, in the last year that I think are really helping this program. One was China. So as of January, China decided that we don't want your recycled waste anymore. It's too contaminated. It's not worth anything to us. And they stopped taking it. And all of a sudden, that just was on the news everywhere. And people was like, oh, what are we going to do now? And then you saw, I don't know if you saw this, but Ipswich decided, you know what, we're just going to stop recycling because it's going to cost the city too much money. That created an enormous uproar by the community and they had to reinstate it so people what was what was the ipswich alternative what were they going to do then with they the were plastic? just going to take it all to landfill they said it was too expensive we're just going to take it all to landfill now and it's just going to go on the ground so <laughs> no one was happy with that solution well, why did they say that in the first place uh because they said for us to recycle now that we can't send it to china it's going to cost us a couple million it was just an expenditure so it was an expenditure that right. they weren't willing to absorb okay um and now they're trying to have to work it out so you can see that the public is invested in recycling we we are aware of our waste the other one was the war on waste so the abc series the war on waste that was a huge eye-opener for for anyone that hasn't seen it, I recommend that they go and watch that. If you want to see what the industry is doing and some, what some of the solution or what your impact is, if you want to understand fully what single use, the impact of single use is, definitely watch The War on Waste because it's informative, it's engaging, it's funny. It's it's the guys from Chaser. So, yes, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I did see the Logies the other night and Craig Rucastle picked up a, I think he picked up a Logie for that. Yeah, and as, as he should. And in fact, yeah. I think a new episode is running very soon in the next week or two. Okay. So it's continuing, and they're continuing to run stories and, and, and information and education. All right. Well, that's great. So people are aware, unlike what's an, an example I could give you, let, just for the sake of the, the discussion, climate change. We yes. said, well, I don't believe in it. And yeah. I'm, I'm led by certain politicians who don't believe it and certain broadcasters who don't believe in it. But when it comes to plastic and the harm that plastic can do, People are on board. They have an understanding that that if we don't do something, then we're in trouble. That's right. And I always say that's the benefit or the, the beauty of my job is if I had to go and change people's opinions on climate change, I don't think that would happen. You know, you're on one side of the fence or another, and it doesn't matter how much evidence you provide. Um, you're likely not going to sway someone. Um, whereas with plastic, I don't ever have that argument. I think everyone agrees that, you know, plastic in the environment is not a good thing. And when you think about, a, you know, an entire ocean patch that's floating with rubbish when you see videos on youtube or instagram or wherever of people diving through you know bucket loads of rubbish no one wants that so we don't have to have that argument the the discussion it's then, an easy discussion yeah the yeah. discussion is well how do we solve this problem yeah and um that's that's a much easier one to have i know this doesn't fall under kind of the the, the plastic free noosa umbrella but i just want your thoughts on it chad supermarket chains now are making a lot of hoo-ha and proudly trumpeting the fact that they're uh, uh you know they're they're not going to have the single-use plastic bags anymore however you'll walk in and as soon as you come through the turnstile you go into the fruit and veggie section and Sweet potatoes are wrapped in plastic and, and bananas are wrapped in plastic and there's bagged beans and Brussels sprouts. Like that does my head in and I get really I get really annoyed at that. Like my opinion on this is I think we should applaud Woolies and Coles for taking any kind of change. Again, remember when we were talking in the beginning that there's top-down approaches and bottom-up approaches. Sure. So the packaging industry, how we package things and what we put things into, that needs to change. And that sounds like it's a top-down thing. And that's something that Boomerang Alliance focuses on. Um, there was also the federal environment minister said that they would um, have all packaging either recyclable 
or compostable by 2027. Now you might say that's a long time in, in, in far away. It is, but change happens slowly. And so I think those are positive steps and I think everyone's starting to acknowledge the problem. I think there's a lot better ways to do it. Now with the packaging, excessive packaging, um, th that's a problem and that's a personal thing that people can and take a stand on. So from the bottom up approach, you can just refuse to buy it. I shouldn't buy plastic, uh, the, the Brussels sprouts. That's right. <laughs> so like if, if people are looking for something to way, do, yeah, and they want to make an impact, right? Well, there's a lot of little tips and tricks. Um, and just remember that Coles and Woolies are, you know, guided by their purchase, you know, the purchasing, uh, you know, data that they get back. If everyone stops buying, yeah, yeah, you know, individually wrapped bananas, yeah. then they'll stop selling them because they're like, well, they're not selling. So, okay, we're gonna have to do something. So I think that's a powerful move to do. Uh, another, you know, these things, other things you can do is you can take the wrapping off and leave it there for them and say, it's your problem now. <laughs> that's one thing you can do. Um, we also take, um, you know, I, if I need beans, I have reusable um, yeah. bags that I've bought, which I take. So, you know, I don't use those barrier bags um, and those aren't covered under the legislation. Uh, you can use a mushroom bag if you want to and that's paper product you know there's lots of little tips and tricks that you can do to get around that and hopefully over time they're they're going to acknowledge that this excessive packaging issue is a problem and they don't support it and the community doesn't support it you mentioned china before i have a cynical older friend who stayed with us from victoria he was here uh, recently and he says oh what's the point australia population how many 20 25 million whatever hmm. when compared to china we can do all we can here, but if China keeps pumping out and all the plastic over there, what's the point? So what's the point? Okay, so look at plastic-free Noosa. What is this designed to do? What we're trying to set up here in Noosa is a community system. So something that any community can implement in Australia or anywhere else in the world. And so, I, again, we don't... There tends not to be the argument of whether plastic is a problem. It's more the question at this point of what do we do about it? So if we can show a community that goes and just voluntarily eliminates their plastic and say, this is the process, this is how you do it, and these are the initiatives that we've taken to deal with this issue ourselves, then other councils can say, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Let's implement that. It's and a how ripple, do you do ripple it? effect. Yeah, and we're already getting those questions asked of us. Okay, so any other councils or communities around Australia taking up the Plastic Free Initiative? Yeah, so um, I think Boomerang Alliance is is strongly considering taking this national. We've already been employed in Byron Bay. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, to try and run this program. Um, we have another program that we started as Boomerang Alliance in Wollongong, um, and they're trying things here. And... In Queensland itself, we've already been approached by multiple councils to say, you know, can we roll this out? So we're just working out how that's going to work. And then hopefully we'll be able to take this program here in Noosa where it started and say, this is how you do it, guys. And this is will help you run this. Okay. Chad, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing some of your stories and uh, talking about the Plastic Free Noosa initiative with us. Not a problem. Chad Buxton there, our guest today on Conversations in Noosa. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, rate and review the podcast on your favourite podcast platform and feel free to share the interview and podcast on your social media channels. Remember, there are two fresh Conversations in Noosa every week, every Monday and Thursday. You can check out our Conversations in Noosa page on the In Noosa Magazine website, innoosamagazine.com.au forward slash conversations.